Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah, the head magic maker here at the Sisters Enchanted. And uh, today we are sharing a little bit more Norse mythology with you. And we're going to talk about maintaining your energetic boundaries this year. And I also want to make sure that you are registered for our free live class that's happening Monday, November 23rd, where we will be talking about channeling a little bit of that Viking and Norse mythology energy so that you can fiercely protect your boundaries, energy, and vision during the dark months. And yeah, so we're going to have a taste of that conversation today. Get our juices flowing on that. If you're in Warmth and Witchery, our free class that's happening right now, this is a perfect addition to that. And all right, well, I'm going to welcome in Anna and sit back and listen in. Hello, Anna. Hello, Sarah. How are you on this day? Delightful. How are you on this day? Delightful. Delightful. Full of delight. Full of delight. I was going to say dandy, and then I said delightful instead. Dandy honey buns. Yes. Waffle fries. Before we start this, (laughs) we are coming up with alternative names to like honey and you know, those names people call each other. I mean, in my house, we don't call each other those names. But some people <laughs> use words of affection, like honey, babe. It's not me. I had a high school boyfriend <laughs> who called me babe. He would like, when I was in high school, and he'd come in the room, he'd be like, babe, I think you have my book. And then all the teachers, and it was really kind of embarrassing. It was also sort of our thing. But now, as a grown-up, my husband and I do not have nicknames for each other. Yes. No. Well, you do. I just call him. He, he calls Kevin. you Bug. Yeah, he calls me Bed Bug, which is weird. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but I think he says it because, like, I don't really understand why. I think he thinks maybe I'm like both smaller than him, and like he thinks that's cute, but also a nuisance, like a bed bug. Like, <laughs> You're never going away. Yeah, like there's no way to expel me from the house without throwing away the mattresses which you know that's a lot of effort you want to know what i know we weren't going to talk about santa or christmas but remember that year i made you bed bug ornaments <laughs> like how we were like we're no santa <laughs> but remember that i made yes. like i just put on we put up our holiday tree yesterday in november well when there's nothing else to do yeah there's nothing else to do for number one number two we have a new fifth wheel travel trailer on order for our RV adventures. Oh, and you don't know when you're going to have to take and, off. Yeah, and we have to drive a third of the way across the country to pick it up because it was significantly cheaper to purchase it in the Midwest than it was on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Listen, same camper, same exact one, $17,000 more here in Connecticut than what we found it for. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that said, though, we will have to go obtain it, and it's due to come off production line, like, the week before Christmas. <laughs> so we're sort of frightful that we're going to be sleeping in a Walmart parking lot on Christmas because, frightful. Um, yeah, having to find an open campground this time of year in the Northeast is tricky, especially one that will fit a gigantic, I mean, this thing's a monster of a size, so you something should. that will fit us. 
get a mini tree. Well, that's the other part of the problem is having to drive with our items in the back of the truck. And your items (laughs) are not small. No, and then get it and come home. Anyway, so that's why we decorated and we put up our holiday. I've taken a client at a holiday tree because while I love me some Christmas and Santa and elves and the Nutcracker, and I love all those things, but then also trying to just distinguish. I feel like we, like, how could I say we celebrate Christmas, but, like, oh, our Yuletide tree. I could call it that. Your Yuletide tree? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Santa and Yule. Uh huh. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the baby Jesus being born, and I was like, well, I mean, we aren't baby Jesus folk, so how do we? It's my holiday tree. That's enough. I like it. Anything further? I don't think that you need to have any reasons for wanting a holiday tree. I think that you can keep a tree all year round. You know what? You should be one of those families that have like. Listen, if my house was bigger, you would I'd have be, a tree I'd for all up. holidays. Yeah, all, all of the things. We may or may not have like four fake Christmas trees in my basement. I know, and you put up two almost every year. You put up yeah. two of four. <laughs> I know, I didn't put up the second one last year because there was no space. And we were just thinking that this year, since we moved my home office out of the home, we could put the other tree up again. You could. I don't know if we will, though. It's a lot of just effort to put them up and down. and <laughs> One's probably fine. It's probably good. One is fine for this Especially year. Especially since you season. may not be here. I know. I don't even know. We were like, do we just postpone like what do we tell the kids so we're just like well because my kids are little so they wouldn't even know i would just not tell them we would just be like come home be like oh right i like it (laughs) actually our mom could come over and like do the whole santa shenanigans um no santa's gonna do the whole santa shenanigans what's wrong with you anyway santa could come set up the santa shenanigans but what were we talking about before we started talking about we were talking yes. about waffle oh, fries and bed bugs. Oh, so we were coming up with alternative <laughs> names. Like, buttermilk pancakes. Yeah, like buttermilk pancakes, apple fritter, um, <laughs> waffle fries. Chocolate frosted donut. <laughs> My little fried dumpling. <laughs> Sugar dusted fried dough. Yes. My little deep fried Oreo. Waffle. My little flan. My little panna cotta. Oh, panna cotta. Uh, what's a really funny one? Oh, he said puff pastry. I think that's yeah, kind of funny. Puff, this is my puff pastry. <laughs> Triple decker wedding cake. Hello, yeah. fondant. Oh my gosh, what did we eat recently? It was a caramel apple burger. Yeah. I'm going to start calling Kevin a caramel apple burger. Like, Where's my caramel apple burger? He's going to be like, oh, we're going out. <laughs> he's going to be so delighted if you start calling him that. He's going to be like, are we ordering takeout? And going to watch a movie on the couch tonight? <laughs> <laughs> some sexy eyes. And some margaritos, as he calls them. <laughs> No, caramel apple burger. I'm sorry, that's not. not as funny unless you know Sarah caramel and Kevin. Burger. It's actually really funny and very true that if she called him a caramel apple burger, burger he, he would totally think he was in. He, he'd did, like, he would. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, I'm a caramel apple burger. 
you would. You're like, you want some? <laughs> so this little dance move. Uh, my husband's a real treat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Speaking of caramel apple burgers and feasts, schnookums and feasts. Let's talk a little bit about boundaries. <laughs> Hold your boundaries around your caramel apple burger. Yeah. Fiercely. Fiercely. So we've been hosting this free video series and class all month long in November called Warmth and Witchery for the Dark Months. And I have really been enjoying reading through the threads of the shares from all the people participating. It's been it's so cool to see people. Um, step outside their comfort zone, try something new, and be vulnerable in that way. And we have a live class coming up uh, in just a few days now around fiercely protecting your boundaries, your vision, and your energy. And And your caramel apple cheeseburger. And your your, your caramel apple burger. It was really tasty. It was really good, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, yeah, we all tasted it. <laughs> the same one. Yeah. Not during a pandemic or anything like that. It's fine. Um, not recommended, but I recommend the burger. I digress again. All right. So, speaking of pet names and boundaries, schnookums, let's talk a little bit about, let's tell a story. Join me around the circle for story time, kids. Now, in this story, we are going to talk a little bit about our friends Thor, Loki, and Freya. And I was waiting for some kind of dramatic entrance like you were going to swoop in from side stage with a story but you did not. Oh, so, that was that my in. And I was like, I missed that completely. <laughs> I did. And I was looking at me like what are you even talking about? It's fine. We could try again and see if something hits me. <laughs> well, this story is about, about boundaries. Weddings, saying no, and ogres, and ogres, and feasts, and feasts. Now you may know this story, possibly. <laughs> all right, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Suddenly, I've it like lost all story for everything. of Freya's wedding, or the wedding that, that never, never was, yeah, that never would be. Yes, and in this story, yes, Freya says no holds her boundaries and she's expected not to right and the reason this is relevant so we'll tell the story but it's relevant to right now because this time of year in particular mm-hmm. if you are a nature spiritualist or you are a person who follows the lunar cycles or the wheel of the year or the seasons anything at all this is the time period of the year in the northern hemisphere where we are to be really just going easy on ourselves mm-hmm. slowing down eating lots of soup Drinking tea. Seasonal soups. Seasonal soups. And just having some extra coziness, some extra candles, and not pushing the go button left and right. Yet, our modern society has us push the go button left and right this time of year. Anna's got something to say. I do. I rose my hand. <laughs> you there. The hello, front. hello, hello. Um, Speaking of boundaries in this time of year, this is, so yeah, Sarah's saying that this is a time of year that there's usually a lot of get up and go, like go, do this, do that, you know, spend the monies, make plans, 
but especially in the like climate that we're in right now, mm-hmm. that the need for boundaries is actually really high depending on who you are, where you live. Yeah. You know, and being able to say no to the hustle, mm-hmm. saying no to the um the bustle the the, the hustle saying, <laughs> saying no to the bustle saying no to the big stores for shopping <clears throat> saying no to the you know to the commitments that you have with family usually um and and or saying yes when you feel like it's appropriate um that this is actually a really big next couple of months for boundaries and what boundaries you feel are the ones that you need and being mm-hmm. able to stand by them Well, exactly. I think that when we are trying to people please and run ourselves ragged and just do, you know, the path of least resistance is often, well, I say that. I say, I often find that taking the path of least resistance is the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we take the path of least resistance because we don't want to be uncomfortable and it's easier to just give in and not maintain our boundaries than Mm -hmm. it is to maintain them and be uncomfortable. Um, and so this time of year, we do see that. We see a lot of requests from people, things we don't want to do, right. or like, you know, I don't know, this person wants to do this, this person wants to do that, or right. a family member asking for some gift that you're like, that is way outside of my right. comfort level to be obtaining for that person. Um, but we do it because... We feel like we have to. We feel like we have to. Uh, and that during this time of year, if you listen to our last episode where we talked about the transition from Salin into Yule, this is really a time when you should be thinking about what are my values, what are my boundaries, and how am I going to put those into play You know, when the sun shines again? Um, and how are we reflecting and honoring how it is that we want to be every day? But when we're filling that space with what everybody else wants, mm-hmm. we don't have that time to hear that for ourselves. So, story time. Story time. Thor loses his hammer. Yes, Thor wakes up. One morning, as the sun shines in through his window, onto his golden locks, his handsome face in Asgard, and he reaches down as he does every morning, like a dog on the floor to say good morning. But no, it's Mjolnir he's reaching for, his mighty hammer, the hammer of Thor. <laughs> How the am I doing? Hammer called Mjolnir. <laughs> the hammer called Mjolnir, or something that sounds like Mjolnir, <laughs> um, and he reaches down. And feels for it, and he finds nothing but air. (laughs) Thor's worst nightmare. Yes, and so he's reaching, and he abruptly looks down and realizes his hammer is not there. So naturally. Naturally. He calls upon. Loki. Loki. Yes. Who he blames maybe a little bit at first, because who do you blame? Loki. At first, when things go awry. Loki. (laughs) Like... That's another thing. They, they call Loki when they want to blame somebody, somebody for something, but then they also call Loki when they don't know what to do. Yeah. He's, also, he's their first call regardless. We all probably know that person that we're like, something's amiss. Where is this person? Are you my Loki? <laughs> Sorry, something's amiss. <laughs> Did you come like steal something for fun out of my house last night? No, I used to always move your toilet paper roll around when I was here. I, I know, nobody knows. Know so I stopped doing it. <laughs> it just felt so defeated. 
I remember when you told me that. I was like, well, it doesn't have a specific place, so it does get moved around quite a bit. I put it in your plant once, and no one even noticed that. <laughs> like, I put it in the plant. It's neither here nor there. Nobody thinks, why is the toilet paper in the plant? <laughs> Just don't worry about me over here trying to... I know, now that it's getting warm, things up. it keeps being left on, like, the heater in the bathroom, and so it's, like, warm toilet paper, and then I'm like, it's probably not safe. <laughs> <sighs> to find some other way to mess up your day. Still waiting for you to show up in a panda suit. <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyways, so we, we're calling Loki. We're showing the friend. We're calling <laughs> Loki. And uh, Loki has nothing to do with this. An amazing turn of events. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> unexpected. Unexpected. But Loki does understand how important it is that Thor has his hammer because Thor is like our warrior, you know, Norse god here. He shows up with his hammer, takes everything out, you know, closes all the cases, gets away most of the things that are of conflict or of trouble until, you know, Ragnarok and all that good stuff. So anyways, so they know that Thor needs his hammer because he's a force to be reckoned with, but he's even more a force to be reckoned with when he has Mjolnir. So is what they do is Loki agrees to help find Thor's hammer, uh, which is good because Loki is good with his words. He's good with talking. He's intelligent. So he's going to go do, you know, the investigation part of finding this hammer. So what they do is they go to Freya's hall to ask Freya for a favor. And first and foremost, they ask Freya for her cloak, which allows her to fly. And she says no, because she says no. Um, And then they explain that, you know, Thor really needs his hammer back. It's gone missing. And Freya also recognizes how important this hammer is to the Asgardians, to the safety of things and how important it is for Thor and agrees to let Loki borrow her cloak which is I think a big deal in itself to let Loki borrow any of your things yeah um so Loki borrows the cloak and goes out asking questions about Thor's hammer um and he comes across an ogre and says hello ogre you know naturally naturally hello stumbles upon an ogre yeah well you know <laughs> in the realms, in the realms. <laughs> when you're a when realm you're in traveler. the realms. Um, so I was just skipping through the realms, just skipping through the realms. And this ogre says that he knows something of Thor's hammer, and reveals himself as being Thrym, the the god of the ogres, or like the leader of the ogres, the overlord, the overlord, the, the king, the, the the mightiest ogre of all, the, the mightiest ogre of all. <laughs> Um, Lord Ogre, um, and that his name is Thrym, and that he does indeed have Thor's hammer, he's hidden it away, and that he will give it back if he gets what he wants. And Loki's like, totally, like, we've got all sorts of things. We can <laughs> totally not. pay you off for that hammer. We're like the mafia. Ain't the no thing. <laughs> um, and uh, Thrym is like, no, 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 I don't want you know, your riches. I don't want all these things. I just want Freya. And, um, and. Oh, we have a crying baby. We do have a crying baby. Um, we. Squeaking baby. Squawking. Yeah. (laughs) There's a squawking coming our way. Um, so anyways, so he wants Freya. So Loki's like, hmm, okay then. And flies away (laughs) and goes back to Thor 
and says he wants Freya's hand in marriage. Thor, being Thor and being Thor, is like, ain't no thing. Of course he can have Freya in marriage. Ain't no thing, my little chicken wing. Yeah, exactly. Chicken wing. <laughs> Buffalo chicken wing. Um. <laughs> my extra crispy wing. Chicken tender. Oh, my gosh. Bubbleish chicken tender. This food nonsense is going to go on for like a month. Um, so, yeah. So, Thor doesn't see anything wrong with that because, you know, mythology there's nothing, you know, we can just yeah. give people away. We're like, nothing. Like, it's fine. We'll it's deal fine. with that problem after we've <laughs> right. worked She's going to say problem. yes. <laughs> so anyways, they go back to Freya's hall to return her cloak and also ask and tell her what Thrym wants. And they really think nothing of it. Um, I'm sure Loki thinks a little bit of it because Loki's much more with it than Thor. Like, much more present. <laughs> much more present. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, so they ask this of Freya, and Freya is kind of sitting there. Thor thinks it's no thing. She's going to go and marry Thrym, and he's going to get his, his hammer back, and the day will be won. The day will, <laughs> the, it'll be great. And so um, Freya gets very angry, actually, and not willing to marry Thrym, and gives Thor and Loki a little bit of a tongue lashing. Mm. And she's holding her boundaries, and she's saying, I am not doing that. You know, like, I'm sorry, Thor, and your hammer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, I love about the story. And, of course, you can find different versions of all these stories everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there's not a whole, like, let me try to solve your problem. Like, what's another option? You know, right. she's just like, like, no. The fact that you asked me that is absurd. Yeah. The answer is no. And now you may leave. And go get it yourselves. Like, I tried to help you. Right. By lending you my, my flying cloak. And now, you come back with this. Yeah. And she's just, no. May the odds be ever in your favor, Thor. Exactly. Exactly. So. Do it yourself. Yeah. Move um, along, yeah. then. Exactly. That's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> um, which I really love about Freya. Because you, you, you know, mythology is quite a rabbit hole. And Freya's um, mythology is quite deep with where it weaves and with other Norse mythology Um entities archetypes um Mm. and she really is a force to be reckoned with um anyway so she says no and sends them on their way uh where they're like what do we do now but of course loki being cunning and witty and intelligent and (laughs) loki um comes up with this idea of how they can in fact get freya to marry thrym and bring back mjolnir so now we have the story of Freya's wedding where Thor dresses up as Freya to marry Thrym. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, just like how I love that Loki is Sleipnir's mother. Yeah. It's just so... Unexpected. Unexpected and delightful. Um, so anyway, so they dress up Thor to get married. They tell Thrym that Freya says yes, and in, you know, eight days or so, they're going to have this wedding, and they show up. Um, I think they have some other, like, like handmaidens kind of with them. But Loki's there. Naturally. Naturally. And Thor's there, and he's dressed up as Freya. So they're at this wedding <laughs> hall feast. He doesn't make a very convincing Freya. He doesn't. Well, I mean, Thrym is kind of like... So there's... I was just, we, we were discussing this tale before we came on, and I was telling Sarah how there's some big, bad wolf things that happen here at the dinner table. So, like, yeah. Loki sits next to Thrym, and then Thor's on the other side so that they can kind of... Um, 
cloak and veil from a little bit. And there's a kind of what fierce eyes you have. And there's, oh, well, he's fiercely loves you. So his eyes are, you know, her eyes are filled with fire. Or, oh, what big hunger she has. And Loki's like, oh, well, that's her hunger for you, waiting to get married. And so there's all these, like I said, big bed wolf um, things there, like what big ears you have, what big eyes you have, what big teeth you have. Um, until um, they bring out Mjolnir, you know, these other, like it's a group of ogres have to come together to carry in Thor's hammer to present it to Freya as the wedding gift. Um, now that Thrym is, you know, feeling good about this marriage to Freya and that it's happening. Um, and with this trickery and the coming out of Mjolnir, Thor is able to put his hand out, get Mjolnir, and then slay Thrym. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but they had to... That's such a good day for Thrym. Right. So we have Thor dress up as Freya at his wedding, her wedding to Thrym, and... Um, and yeah, Thrym buys it. <laughs> yeah. And so what we see though here is Freya's unwavering boundary. Mm -hmm. And what I think is useful also in this story is that, you know, her cloak meant a lot to her, means mm -hmm. a lot to her. But that was, you know, our, having boundaries doesn't mean that we're never flexible. Flexible. We're never, you know, not helpful or. Like, no, I will not ever, like... Thou my, shall not yeah, pass. My boundary. But, uh, you know, when it came to her being the tool of choice, you know, she held her boundary. Right. And she didn't explain herself or anything like that. Right. So when we look at the Norse mythology, we look at Norse mythology and we look at these tales, you know, that's just one example that I think we could really uh, learn from and use that energy this time of year and realize... You know what? Be a little more Freya. You don't actually have to um, explain yourself. You don't have to give in to everything else. And this is a time when you should just be really like, how do I feel? How does my body feel? What? Okay, maybe we should not ask the question of what went well in 2020 and what did not. But you could ask yourself that question. <laughs> what went well this past year and what did not? No, totally ask yourself that question. Right. Because even with the pandemic, we were talking about this during our Halloween classathon. Oh, we didn't even mention that. It was so good. It was so good. It and was so good. I was like, it was so good that. How good was it, Sarah? I. It was like I was at, like the best concert ever. But you were alone. But I was alone. Until and then the ball. As soon as it ended, you know that like, just how like high you are at a concert or something. You're like d like dancing and you're excited. And then it ends and you just crash and burn. And you can't hear. You can't hear anything. You, like, you can't, can't talk for two days. My voice and throat Monday and yesterday was like, it was painful to speak. And then even today it's better, but I can feel the hoarseness in my throat still. Uh -huh. And I have to like drink a lot of tea. Um, but our class, it was freaking epic. It and was. what does that have, where was my thought going when I started this? I'm still recuperating. I, as many of you know, had a C-section now almost three weeks ago. Yeah, and I went to our dance party. And I went to our dance party, which was an hour long. And after two weeks of healing, I felt, wow, pretty good. And now I am entirely sore all over again. 
Yeah, between belly dancing, kundalini yoga, and the virtual, which is what we had, yeah. my body is tired. Felt it. Yeah. And what did this have to do with bad? There was a reason I brought that up. Well, you were <laughs> talking about good like, to remind yourself what good things happened and oh, what bad yes. things happened. Oh yeah, because like we what were good came about 2020. Yeah. Um, a few times it came up in our different classes and whatnot because um, it was two days of just back right. To oh, back and we were talking about specific. some people finding the really positive things that right. happened so this year. Right. For some people, 2020 was a wash. Really terrible. Some right. people were just like meh, and some people it was amazing. And I know right. so my little joke that maybe we shouldn't think about 2020, but you should because there were a lot of opportunities that occurred in 2020. Well, speaking about this. And now, now there's somebody mowing. the lawn. We had mowing, baby squawking. A dishwasher was running when we started this. And my son was Zoom chatting yeah, in the other room. And, and Jacob's on Zoom school in yeah. the next room. It's probably so, so much background noise. It's okay. Life is... Background noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we were talking about that. And speaking of boundaries, because um, I'm one of those fortunate people that did not have such a bad year yeah um yes I was home but I work from home anyway um my husband's been home which has gone well for us considering that we're home and around each other 24 7 um the hardest part that we had was the end of last school year's um transition into homeschooling yeah um my my older son Jacob did not that did not go well. But um, with that note, I had I had gotten married. I had a baby. Um, and the thing is, and I'm circling this back to boundaries, is how this year, because I'm somebody who lacks boundaries. Oh, and you really had to reinforce them this year. Yeah, and I've really had to, like, step in and say, these are my boundaries. And because, you know, with getting married, you want to people please. You know, like, people want to come. People want to be a part of that. And instead, we set boundaries and said, like, no, we don't care to have, you know, a wedding that costs thousands of dollars. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. We can't cut our list from these people to these people. Like, there was no good way to include some people and not other people. Yeah. And there was no good way to not spend a ton of money. Um, and so we just were like, hey, everybody, we're getting married in a week. We'll send you a Zoom link. And we did it with Sarah in her backyard, you know, with my son. And it was just pretty much the four of us with people like my my brother who lives with us and Sarah's husband were in the distance, very socially distanced in the distance, yeah. watching the, the, the wedding. Um, and that was it. And we had to say no. And there were many people that were, you know, upset by the fact that they couldn't come, yeah, couldn't well, be like, here. Um, your husband, Chad, his mom and mm -hmm. our mom both live locally. Right. And, and really like, wanted well, to be can't here. Come, you know? Right. <laughs> like, well, if they come, then the dads want to come. And right. then, like, right. they're divorced, so then their wives want to come. And right. Then... So there was no good way to yeah. to do this. And so that, had, that was a huge boundary thing for me. And then even... Um, you know, baby showers, which ended up being really good, um, that that had boundaries. And then even having the baby, especially, you know, with the pandemic kind of taking a turn for the uprising, yeah. um, you know, to have a baby in the hospital and to, ha and to be telling people no, that they can't come over, um, or if they do, that they're coming and staying outside, you know, with, you know, being, being cautious uh, because newborns, yeah. um, which you're cautious with newborns anyway. But it's been really a, uh, a practice and boundaries for me and realizing that I might be sounding mean or, you know, or hard, but that these are things that, like, you have to mm -hmm. 
if you feel like you have to stand by it. Like what, what is it? If you, if you don't want to say yes, if it's not an astounding yes, then you should say no. Yeah. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. And that's, I've had a huge practice in saying no and, yeah. and hearing people's disappointment. People, we've seen this actually with the Sisters Enchanted this year, the need mm-hmm. to like answer somebody right away because right. you want to people please and be like, oh, they're asking a question. Let's answer right, right now. And I've really, um, it's one of the, been one of the things we've been talking about is you don't need to answer right away. Like right. You want to give the best answer, right. which sometimes requires a setback. Mm-hmm. Uh, people pleasing most often will not result in the best answer right. or the best result. We need to step back. <laughs> right. Or because we're very vigilant in our community, how many times we get suggestions or... Oh yeah, or people ask for something, take and that a breath before we say yes and commit to something. Right, because not everything that works for somebody works for us or works for other people, and so we've really had to to stop bending so much and coming up with the best answers, the best middle ground, and being able to say no first in a way that's productive and helpful. Yeah, I am definitely a at my core a people pleaser. Yeah. Definitely. I will. I think we all are. Yeah. You, me, our mother. To please the people to my own detriment. Yeah. Like, yeah, to my own detriment. And uh, so working on boundaries has been. I think that you need to go home, put on one of your cloaks, because I know you have more than one. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe. cloak are you speaking I know. And maybe borrow one of Scarlett's really big elaborate gold necklaces that she stole from grandma <laughs> and maybe put a feather in your ear and invoke your Anna Freya for the day. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> you have two cats. I do. Like Freya does. And you can Make really, shake. you should totally just pull up a chair in the middle of your living room and invoke your inner Freya. And every time somebody comes up to you, you should just go, no. No, I've been practicing <laughs> my boundaries a lot more recently. And like to the point where the kids will be like, well, look at Kevin. They'll be like. Dada, stop that. <laughs> like, do you see her? <laughs> no. She's about to explode. Oh, my gosh. Is this, what is it, Sarah? <laughs> I was going to share a story. Maybe I should. I was going to talk about Adam putting on your purse the other day. <laughs> and Adam's invoking oh your boundaries. Gosh, it's really funny. Yeah, that's a funny story. I can tell it. <laughs> With your pompichon. With your boundaries my and mine. My son is three and a half. <laughs> He's three and a half. And the other day, and I have this like like a crossbody purse. It's got a long strap. And he picked it up off the floor because it was sitting on the floor next to our kitchen table. And he put the strap on his shoulder, so the purse is on the floor, like he's dragging it. <laughs> and he, he puts it on. And he starts strutting across the kitchen, like in this big strut. And he puts it. He turns back to look at us, and he says, "I'm Mama, and I'm leaving this house." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Like, because he was mocking me, saying, I'm leaving leaving this house. (laughs) Kevin was like, good job. There you look what you've done. (laughs) Well, you've seen how many things Kevin's imparted on Adam, so look what he's done. I know. Um, It was funny, though. I'm Mama, and I'm leaving this house. I will note that Sarah hardly ever leaves her house. Or her children. So when Sarah does leave and gets like a coffee or like works for an afternoon, it's like very rare. So when she's leaving this house, she's leaving to go work. Yeah. Well, no, because I was, no, because I've been practicing boundaries and all three of them are just like that none of those people in my house can function without me. And it's very irritating. And so recently I've been like, I am not 
And they all bicker. My husband bickers with the kids. The kids bicker with my husband. And I'm like, I'm not in the middle of this. You caused this problem, the three of you. The three of you are going to figure it out. I don't want to know one part of it. And uh, so recently, it all came to a head one day. And I was, and I, said, I grabbed my purse. And I said, I am not doing this. I am leaving. <laughs> and I left. <laughs> and I went and got a coffee. And then... I don't know what did I come but here. But obviously maybe? stuck with Adam. I might have come here or I went to the office. He left an impression. I don't know, but I just like, I took off, which I've never done. My daughter's, she's six and a half, and never once have I been like, I'm sick of you people. But this day, I was like, I am not, this is too much. Six and a half years of this is too much. I'm going He for left it. an impression on little son. Yeah. I'm I'm leaving this house. <laughs> It was funny. They're really something, your kids. My kids are something. <laughs> something different. <laughs> anyway, so boundaries. Channel your Freya. Maintain your boundaries yes. fiercely because you need to. No one's going to no do it for you. Right. And Everyone's say just going to no. try to chip away at them. And, oh, I also wanted to mention this, too. If you want your boundaries respected, make sure you're respecting the boundaries of others, right? Exactly. It's like exercising your throat chakra. You've got to listen in order to be heard. Right. You've got to respect boundaries in order to have yours be respected. respected. True that. So. True that. Waffle fries. Sweet potato waffle fries. My little chicken dumpling. (laughs) A little pork fried dumpling with the dipping sauce. I'm trying to think of like the most outlandish food. Oh, we have a restaurant here that makes Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. And they're delicious. They are delicious. My little Philly cheesesteak egg roll with the size of delicious aioli sauce. <laughs> oh my gosh, like the dirtiest things are going through my mind. it because I wasn't thinking dirty things. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Good gravy. Good little, gravy. My little spicy chicken. My little ice cream sandwich. This is all too much. A little powdered sugar jelly filled donut. <laughs> Gosh. Hello sweet potato pie. Love sweet potato pie. I know you do. Hmm. <laughs> A slice of pizza. All right, that's enough of that. So, A little slice of garden garden vegetable pizza. Yeah, protect your boundaries. Call your loved ones food names. It's only kind of weird. <laughs> and uh, the weirder, the better. Yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. Be sure to join us at thesistersenchanted.com forward slash warmth dash and dash witchery. That's thesistersenchanted.com forward slash warmth dash and dash witchery so that you can get the link for our free live class that's happening Monday the 23rd. You'll get a replay if you're registered. And we are going to talk even more about fiercely protecting your boundaries, your vision, and your energy for the dark months while harnessing some of that Viking and Norse mythology energy. And I cannot wait to bring this class to you. It's brand new and uh, 
It's like, I'm just so jazzed about it. So be sure to register, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out to get the word out about our podcast. If you leave a review, take a screenshot, email it into us at magic, M-A-G-I-C, at thesistersenchanted.com, and each month we'll pick somebody to win some Sisters Enchanted swag. So that's it. Until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.